Welcome inside the Team CBK Locker Room, a podcast to bring you our best bets from the weekend's football action. Hello, Righty here and welcome to another Inside the Team CBK Locker Room podcast. It's awesome to have Jerry Taylor with me here again. Welcome, Jerry. You're a busy man. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, Ray, to yourself. I'm really well, thanks, mate. I'm really well. Friday, looking forward to a big weekend. Yeah, there's all sorts of uh, good sporting action this weekend. Looking forward to it. Certainly is, isn't there? Certainly is. And we've had a cracking week. European football again. Did you catch any of the games? I didn't catch any of the games. But I was kind of watching some other stuff, but uh, I followed the results, certainly. They're quite interesting. It's going to be... Uh, quite, quite a semi-final lineup, yeah. It's looking good, isn't it? Yeah, just just running through them. So uh, this week in the Champions League, we had uh, Chelsea nil, Porto one, but Chelsea threw two one on aggregate. Uh, PSG nil, Bayern one. Oh, I loved that game. Watched that game. Uh, edge of the seat stuff. Uh, three three. Bet PSG through on away goals, but. Um, Probably my game of the season so far. I missed the first one, so that by all accounts is better. <laughs> what a game. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and Dortmund won, Man City 2. A bit of a scare for City, but they got through 4-2 in the end on aggregate. And Liverpool nil, Real Madrid nil. And uh, Madrid threw 3-1 aggregate. Watched that one as well. And um, yeah, I think Madrid managed that one after a, a bit of a, a, a lively start from Liverpool. But looking at the odds, obviously, in the semi-finals, as you, as you said, Jerry, we've got Chelsea... Taking on Real Madrid and PSG versus Manchester City. Interesting. And interesting in the odds. Have a look at those. For this is to win outright. We've got Man City leading the market, 2.38. PSG at 4.33. Madrid at 5. And Chelsea at 5.5. Quite closely grouped, to be fair, isn't it? Yeah, it could go any one or four ways. Man City deservedly... Favourites, I would suggest, but uh, the rest of them are not without a chance. Real Madrid are looking pretty good as well. Did, doing the business against Liverpool over the two legs is quite a bench, you know, good good benchmark, isn't it? Absolutely, and they know how to win this tournament, that's for sure. Definitely. <laughs> I, it made me cringe a little bit. Uh, I, I did um, mention it to some guys, but um, Steve McManaman was going, I can't believe Liverpool have been knocked out of the Champions League. <laughs> and... and and Alisson's hardly touched the ball. Yeah, well, yeah, unfortunately, let three in in the first leg that puts you up against it. So, um, to say, I think the Thanks, Drew managed that game well. They had a couple of chances on the break, but uh, Liverpool looked lively to start with. They weathered that storm. And then, um, like I say, I think the second half, they, they kind of saw it out nicely. But um, all good, all good. And then, obviously, last night we had the Europa League action, um, which saw Roma 1, Ajax 1. Roma threw 3-2 on aggregate. Manchester United 2, Granada 0, uh, 4-0 on aggregate. Uh, Slavia Prague 0, Arsenal 4, which will surprise both of us after what we said yeah. last week. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll delete that. I'll delete that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 5-1 on aggregate. 5-1 on aggregate. So that, that's a hell of a result, to be fair, isn't it, that one? That's probably a result of the week out of all those yeah. games. Yeah, I thought that could be a game that would be tighter than that, but Arsenal obviously done the business, but... Um... I managed to get yeah. a bet a bet up for there to be a penalty kick in that game, so I was quite delighted that Lacazette got the got a penalty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't wait long for that one to come in, did you? Aye, the referee he's gave he's the Turkish <laughs> official, he's gave a, a load of penalties over the years in European football. So 
the price, although to some it would seem, you know, on, on the skinny side, 94, when you actually looked into the numbers, it actually looked a very good price. Yeah, well, so it came to be. Nice yeah. win. And the last one there, Villarreal 2, Zagreb 1, 3 1 on aggregate to the Spanish side. Um, and we have Roma versus Manchester United and Arsenal versus Villarreal in the semi finals. Looking at the odds, no surprise to see Manchester United favourites, but uh, shade odds against 2.1 for them. Then Arsenal uh, 4.0, uh, Villarreal 5.25, and Roma 7.5. Anything catching your eye there, or it's all pretty much as you'd expect? I expect Man United to be in the final. I think they'll take care of Roma. Um... As I say, Roma, I think, you know, are, are liable. They, they conceded a goal to Ajax at home last night. They're always, you know, yeah. leaking a goal here or there. So I think Man United will be too strong for them. The other games are kind of tossy a coin, isn't it? Villarreal, Arsenal. Possibly a, an English-Spanish final in both of these uh, competitions, I think. Could well possibly, be, yeah. Possibly yeah. Villarreal might see Arsenal off, but I've said that before and been wrong, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have a break from laying Arsenal at the moment. I did put that out there last <laughs> night. They had to get a double chance for even money last night, and I thought that was that looked good, but that didn't last very long. <laughs> but there we go. We can't win them all, as they say. That's Which takes us on... Yeah, which takes us on to last week's bets. So we'll start with Arnie, um, who's basking in the glory of a clean sweep in Spain. Uh, two from two from him. Um, started off with Catafe against Cadiz. Catafe, uh, obviously the card kings of Europe, over 100 cards in La Liga, and they did what they do best. <laughs> uh, Arnie predicted Catafe to pick up one or more cards in the first half. And both teams have two or more over the 90 minutes at even money. I was surprised by that at the time. Sounded big. Took 11 minutes for Katafe to pick up their first yeah. card. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're great, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, Katafe, they're standing dish for cards, aren't they? Everybody goes looking for them for the cards. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The light. I think they've got Real Madrid, uh, I think it's tomorrow, so either tomorrow or Sunday. And um, I, looked, I did look at the line and it's set, <laughs> set super high. And I think Hatafe to get something like um, 60 plus booking points there, they're like nine to four or something <laughs> ridiculous. So we'll, we'll let that one be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the bet landed on 73 minutes. So it was a nice and cosy win at even money there for Arnie, which was great. And then he, he focused on El Clasico. Uh, and again, he went for more card action than Clinton's in this one. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and it, it added two or more for each team, five or more in total. Uh, we saw seven yellows and a red with Casemiro getting sent off right at the end. Um, even Ronald Koeman got booked, although that didn't count, but it was good to see. And another lovely winner for Arnie there at 1.9. So he is the master of the cards. He knows his stuff. So uh, if you're not following him already, get get following him on Twitter. And obviously he's part of the team, CBK team, and uh, smashing those card bets left, right and centre. Um, a couple of good bets, Really good, mate. Yeah, and I was certainly surprised with that Katafe one. He picked it out nice, uh, say even money there. So good, good shout. He can he can find angles in on those, and uh, his knowledge of these Spanish refs is something else, to be fair. And he yeah. picked that guy out a treat. So um, we had no luck with either of our EPL picks, but we were quite unlucky last week. We had um, goals in Burnley versus Newcastle that killed us. Um, I don't know if you saw that one. <laughs> I, I watched. I watched that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well done, you. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a kind of strange game, wasn't it? Burnley were the better in the first half, and then Steve Bruce mm -hmm. brought in 
uh, the, the couple of subs and it made a hell of a difference again or two you know well Newcastle did what they need to do as soon as the subs came on they, they, they got a couple of goals didn't they yeah Sam Maximan turned the game didn't he Six yeah he was goals. he was uh, he was different class Burnley when he came on Burnley couldn't cope with him they didn't know what to do yeah he's a quality, quality player definitely um, you called the underbookings right mate on that one you you, you I went for I think it was under three cards in that game and, and yep. there was only one so smash yep. that is just the, just the goal that, that did us did us both there to Ant- be fair. Anthony, Anthony Taylor wasn't it so I, I thought it would go under the couch yeah, flash the cards around last night as he does in Europe, and uh, keeps them, <laughs> generally speaking, in his pocket for yeah. for the uh, EPL games. So it's, yep. uh, it's all good. It's all good. As long as you find an angle, happy days. That's it. Um, and as far as the uh, other games concerned, Spurs, Manchester United. We 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 had both of us had this sorted. I had the double chance and Man United. You had the over cards therein. Yeah. We had yeah. under uh, under three goals, didn't we? in that yeah, one yeah. Uh, or under four goals under four goals sorry and um, 96th minute Manchester United winner uh, yeah that's right Greenwood yeah which, which killed both those bets in one fell swoop however the silver lining for me was that goal um, well put the icing on the cake as far as uh, my long shot coming in uh, from last week which was for um, Spurs to be winning at half time, Manchester United to be winning at full time, which is 28 to 1. And I think VAR is doing a fantastic job, um, especially <laughs> when that bear was concerned. So that near assault by McTominay on Son <laughs> rightly pulled back, and that Man United goal was disallowed, allowing the, the bet to come in. <laughs> <laughs> you were delighted with that, weren't you? <laughs> I was, I was. I must admit, it was one of those. I, I went, oh, that's gonna that's ruined that bet. To be fair, the long shot looked like it had a chance. Done, I thought, and then uh, yeah, then then bingo, that pops VAR just for the one very rare time. It's uh, it's come to my assistance, but happy days. I'll take it. Twenty-eight to one long shot in the bag. Thank you very much. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Indeed. So yeah, mate, and you bagged some nice profit as well with your Scottish and yeah, you, Northwest you, England you, picks. Yeah, my Blackpool, my black, my main bet in England was a Blackpool one, and uh, that came up quite easily, didn't it? Blackpool to get yeah. over one and a half goals. Yeah, uh, yeah, right, nice you got that in. And I, I was, I kind of box clever with that because I, I, I kind of fancied Blackpool to win the game, but of course they go two 0 up, didn't they? And then they get pegged back, so I went the right avenue for the the over one and a half goals option. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, nice. So that was all good. Um, 2.75 the winner there for you and obviously if you back Blackpool in, with Bet365 you got paid out because they did go exactly. two goals up <laughs> exactly yeah yeah. and then uh, then this this team Queen's Park to win and uh, over one and a half match goals at even money yeah that cruised in as well yeah they're a standing dish Queen's Park and um, I've been kind of <laughs> even in midweek as well they've been coming up trumps I think I've managed to kind of tiptoe around and get the best bets on Queen's Park some people have kind of fell yeah. down with a couple of the bets you know when they've not scored enough goals but I've managed to most of my I think only one of my bets recently with them has, has came unstuck but most of the time they've been delivering um, a good return yeah. so it's, it's nice to see you know but I don't know yeah. how long the gravy train's going to go you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we'll find out later if they make the cut this week or not and you were very unlucky with your long shot with that one because you had Queen's Park to win 4-1 and obviously ended up 3-1 and the, the red card kind of 
killed that one, I suppose. Yeah, I think the the red card early in the second half wasn't it. So I think they just mm -hmm. sat in ever so slightly. They got the third goal, but um, when uh, Stenhouse Muir got a penalty, got got it to three one. I think Queens Park just managed the game out from there. So otherwise, yeah. it could have been two long shots for us. Eh? I know that would have been nice, wouldn't it? That would have been, been nice. lovely. Put back back together. Who done yeah. that? Yeah, 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 very nice, very nice indeed. And and to celebrate, I actually went to buy you a spiders shirt this week, <laughs> and sold out, mate. They are sold out. Sold I took it in my basket. I was happy to go, and and gone. They were sold out from the official club shop. So any Queens Park staff listening, <laughs> please get in touch. I want to buy a spider shirt for my man Jerry. Uh, to celebrate the fact, you know, that he's he's, he's led me led me to many many winners with uh, with them this season. So. Even even the even the away top Jack, the away ones are belter, you know. Even that one would come in handy. You know, it. it's it's nice. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I saw it. Yeah, I, it made me go and buy a packet of skittles. I like it. <laughs> it's quite eye catching. Yeah, taste the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and your last winner was Queen of the South. Uh, some more Queen action. Queen of the South versus Inverness. Both seems to score at 1.8, which landed as well. Exactly. That was a good one, yeah. Um, always... Unlucky with Rafe. Yeah. Rafe, yeah. Rafe, well, they, they scored a couple of goals, didn't they? Rafe and Coman were similar. You know, they were they're both leading twice and then get pegged back. But... Uh, I kind of the other bets I had for goals were kind of there and thereabouts for plenty of goals in those games, but uh, certainly just missed out on the, the actual selections with Kilmarnock and with Wraith. So a wee bit unlucky. Yeah. But you can't win them all. Yeah, it no, no, that's right. And um, obviously I backed all those that, that you, you put out there as singles, but just for ease of use for me, um, when I come down to like, you know, putting the putting the results together, how they go, I did stick them all together in one bet. <laughs> so I've got it on one bet to check them off. And uh, it was looking very good at one point at the time. Yeah, quite, quite close to the end. They were all they were all winning, and uh, and then say so like Wraith and, and Kilmarnock both got pegged back, unfortunately. But there we go, three out of five, and and profit, which is all that matters. That's it, exactly. Yeah, Queens Park being the main sort of, you know, that's been the the kind of the main stake of you like over the last three four weeks. So um, they, when they win, it certainly covers everything else off. You know, that's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And obviously, so your bet, best bet. Um, came in again, um, as did mine. So that was happy days. And even Boyd, he managed to snap all the English national winner. Yeah, that, um, that was a nice one. Yeah, Rachel Blackmore. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Eleven to one. So some year for her, hasn't it been? Ah, uh, she's 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 different class. She's probably just about the best jockey that's riding out there at the moment. And uh, yeah, she's she's great. But uh, you never years ago, if you'd have said that, people would have laughed that you know, female would have won. <laughs> Uh, but she she's she's better, you know, better than most of the guys, you know, on top of a horse. And yeah. she, she makes very few mistakes. But uh, the horse, I wasn't sure if it would stay the distance. But fair play to Boydy. It's certainly yeah. any second now is the other one in the JP McManus colours, and it got hampered, and you know, it, it made a really bad mistake. So I think it would have been really close between the two if it hadn't, you know, uh, ran into a bit of trouble. But many other times is a. A deserved winner. Yeah, very nice indeed. Very nice indeed. And it's the Scottish National this Sunday, isn't it? It is, yeah. The weather's set for here. It's glorious. But uh, looking at the forecast, there does seem to be a spot of rain around, but it might not be much. But uh, yeah, the declarations have just come out for that. So I've wrote a wee piece up for one, one of the other sites. So um, just yeah. just just putting that to bed in the next uh, after the podcast is complete. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll rattle through quick. I know you're a busy man, but um, obviously on that note, um, Jerry's Twitter is at the Furlong Pole, 
Um, so make sure you're following him uh, if you're not already, and um, you'll get to find out his thoughts on the Scottish National this weekend, plus obviously all these fantastic insights into Scottish and football elsewhere. So have you got a, a, a one off the top of your head that you fancy for the Scottish National? I'll, I'll, I'll give a couple of pointers to people tuning into the podcast. I actually quite like a few you know, three or four that are down towards the bottom of the weights. Um, horses that carry little or no weight in this. I've got a really good record of hitting the frame. And, the, you know, there's a lot of 25 to one shots in there, 33 to one shots. Um, nice. the, I've picked one out from the, the, the top of the weights, Dingo Dollar. It's probably carrying a few pounds more than I would have liked for this race. It's 11-3. But um, Brian Hughes is on it. Um, Sandy Thompson, mm -hmm. he's, he's already had a place toss in the race a few years ago, we see you at midnight, so Dingo Dollar ticks a lot of the boxes, it was previously trained with Alan King, and Sandy Thompson's got a great record for improving horses that come from other stables, so it ticks a lot of the boxes, I think it'll be there and thereabouts, um, but as I say, keep an eye on a few of the big priced ones down towards the bottom. Yeah, Dingo Dollar about 10 to 1, something like that? Yeah, yeah, Dingo Dollar, yeah, whether people want each weight or no, but that, that'll be probably my main fancy, but as I say, I'll be sort of mixing, like I did last week, but hopefully with a bit more success week, this week, I'm going <laughs> to mix a few at the bottom at bigger prices, maybe in the tri-cast, try and catch the one, two, three, you know? Yeah, yeah, well, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one, but yeah, it's a couple of the top end of the market, just, uh, and then some, some cracking odds, so... Good stuff. Right. Okay, that's the last week and a little touch on to the, the Scottish National Cupboard and uh, let's have a dive into this week's action, which is uh, FA Cup weekend in England. Um, both the semi-finals taking place spread over the two days. So we're just going to have a quick look at both those games. Uh, first of all, let's have a look at the odds to win the FA Cup outright. And again, we've got Manchester City at the top of the market, as you'd expect. 1.83, they are best odds with William Hill. Uh, we've got Leicester, second favourites at 4.33, uh, Victor, And then Chelsea, across multiple books, you can get at 5.0. And Southampton, the outsiders at 12.0 with, with Betway, um, 11 with, with virtually everyone else. Got any idea, anything you fancy on the outrights there, Jerry? Not so much the outrights, but I've got a bet for each of the semi-finals, right? Um, oh, the outrights. Let's crack on with those, yeah, mate. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah, so Saturday uh, is the obviously the first game, 5.30 GMT. It's on BBC One, uh, so you can watch it with all the family, free. <laughs> Apart from your licence fee. Uh, Chelsea, uh, 4.8 to win this one. Now, Man City, a 1.85, which is interesting, considering they're 1.83 to win the, uh, the the FA Cup outright. So, actually, you know, if you do fancy them to win it, just back them to win against Chelsea and uh, you're getting better odds, uh, which is a bit of an anomaly, but there we go. And the draw is at 3.6. Yeah. You've got, um, you've got something for this one? Yeah, Mike Dean's refereeing, isn't he? Yes. Oh, I've over... <laughs> Suddenly the nation <laughs> is pricked up. Mike Dean is refereeing. <laughs> I mean, probably, I would, Man City look good probably to win this, you know, um, you know, worthy favourites, but over three and a half cards, uh, even money, we bet three, six, five, must have a fair chance. Um, last couple of games he's been doing, Mike Dean, he's been back on song with a, the yellow cards again. <laughs> so um, I'm expecting him. He's, he's sometimes quite good with some early ones as well. I think last week, uh, was it Suchek West Ham? He did quite an early card in the first yeah. half for him and that triggered triggered a few thereafter. So hoping we get an early card here, but over three and a half cards, we bet three, six, five, even money. I think it's a fair enough play with the, Mike Dean being in charge of this one. So we've been a cup 
with being a cup semi final, you think both teams will be going for it, they'll not be hanging back like they maybe would in, you know, a league game looking for a point or whatever. So I, th- yeah. I think they'll be going for it. So I think the cards must have a fair, fair old chance. I think so. I think you've, you've said some magic words there. Mike team, <laughs> big game, Wembley, live on BBC, yeah. national audience. Spotlight. Well, I think you've hit some value. <laughs> the spotlight's on the man in the middle. <laughs> oh, indeed. Indeed, he loves it, doesn't he? he? Does but um, an, an interesting point you make, and um, having like been, and Arnie's kind of led me on to this, going back to him again with his card betting, you, you touch on a great point, and something that can really spike your odds is is that early card. If you do, yeah. if there is form for it, as you've said now, Mike Dean is one that will not hesitate to get a card exactly, out early, exactly. stamp his authority on the game. You can go with William Hill, um, especially, and you can back uh, a first half card. If you think one team specifically, but in this case, probably you would just, just play it as an over card and you're automatically getting a nice boost on your, on your odds. Um, and and uh, let's say over three and a half is decent as it is. It's a great call. And if, but uh, you can also, uh, if you've got guys like Fernandinho and Cante in the midfield as well, I think you know the kind of guys that are in the midfield. I think are going to be you know it's going to be quite competitive in there. So expect it could kick off you know and get the early card as you said yeah. just to trigger it off. Yeah, be interesting the lineups. Obviously, both progressed in the in the, in the Champions League in midweek, possibly. City were made to fight a little harder, but they kind of ro- rotated a few out, didn't they? Uh, Chelsea with the extra day's rest as well, so can't see that playing too much of a part with the, you know with the squads and the rotation that we have. But um, yeah, I think you, you know you're right that it should be it definitely will be a competitive game, um, and there'll, there'll be some guys there getting stuck in for sure. So really interesting to see how it goes. But uh, no, I like the bet. Um, for me, I think I've looked looked at it and uh, I've just looked at. at um, Tuchel's record since taking over at Chelsea and his big game record um, and looked at what you classify as those more important games, those bigger games. And we see that Porto, obviously just during the week, won 2 nil, lost 0-1. Um, Atletico won 2 nil and 1-0. Liverpool won 1-0. Man United, 0-0. And uh, even if you throw Spurs and Everton as top end of the Premier League teams into the mix, Spurs, they won 1-0. Everton, they won 2-0. So (laughs) there's not one of those games has seen both teams score. And every single one of them has been under two and a half goals. I know where you're going here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They're hardly goal fest, are they? Um, Yeah, so so looking at City's games against the top four this season, they've been a bit more patchy. Um, they've won two, drawn two and lost two of those games. And when we take the top four into account, I'm talking Man United, Leicester and West Ham here. Uh, Man United was was uh, a nil-two, uh, a nil-nil. Leicester, they won two-nil and then had that freak 5-2 defeat at the start of the season. Yep. And then West Ham was, uh, was 2-1 and 1-1. So looking at it, as I said, win two, drawn two, lost two. Uh, four of the six were under two and a half goals. Three of the six were uh, both teams to score. Um and, and these big games occasions, there just seems to be lots to lose. And, and it can, I can see it going either way, but I'm not quite sure which. Um, could even see this one going to extra time, to be fair, which probably wouldn't suit either of the teams. Um, I did like Chelsea on the on the Asian handicap. You can get even money uh, effectively for Chelsea and the draw. So Chelsea plus 0.5 um, is 2.05 with Bet365. Under two and a half goals is one85 Five with Betfair Sportsbook and both teams to score no is even money. 
with Betfair or Betvictor. Um, and I was waiting to see which way you went, and you haven't helped me. You've got the cards, so I've got to take a pick. I quite like that last one there, Jack. Both teams to score. No, when you've when you've laid down all the stats bare there, you know the Chelsea games especially. Yeah. So it would be in a tight semi-final. I think that certainly would interest me. That one. Okay, you've sw- you've swung it for me, mate. Let's go for it. Let's go for both teams to score. No, at two point zero, um, and that'll be my pick for this game. Um, vouched for by Jerry. Um, <laughs> if you want to play it safer, probably under two and a half goals at one point eight five sort of covers that as well, doesn't it? I can't see either of these teams winning three nil. You, you uh, can blame it. If all goes wrong, righty, you can blame me anyway for that one. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I will. <laughs> Thanks so much. Well, yeah, no, love the car bet, and uh, yeah, like I said, it doesn't look like being a goal fest based on based on that. And uh, I'd say Tuchel will be be certain that he won't want to um, give too much away against this city side. So look forward to that one. We'll see what that is. But uh, that's five thirty on Saturday afternoon. Sunday's game six thirty, uh, and this one's on BT Sport, and we've got Leicester. Taking on Southampton. So Leicester are 1.95 for this. Southampton are 4.1. And the draw is 3.7. Saints have got some recent FA Cup form. They're in the semi-finals in 2018, losing 2-0 to Chelsea. Um, And we're in the final in 2003, where they lost 1-0 to the Arsenal, which has got a ring to it. Leicester... Not such a recent record, which surprised me given given their um, recent form, to be fair, that they haven't done a little bit better in this competition. This is their first semi-final since 1982, and uh, where they lost 2-0 to Spurs. And you know the last time they reached the final? Leicester. Yeah. Ooh, 60s, mid-60s now. Well, yeah, good effort. 1969, right. where they lost to one, they lost one nil to Man City in the final. Interesting. Do you reckon they can make it again this year? I think they could. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at um, my bet for this one. Uh, right, is I quite fancy a few goals in the game, and I, I yeah. think Southampton, based on their most recent outing at uh, West Bromwich Albion. Certainly doesn't doesn't augur well for coming into this against Leicester. So I'm a wee bit loath to side with Southampton based on the way they've been playing. The fixtures recently haven't been that difficult. The teams they've been playing, but question marks against them just now. Just their, their overall play. Um, I'm fancying Leicester to win this righty, and I'm fancying over two and a half goals. Um, possibly both teams could contribute, but I really fancy Leicester to win it and be in the final. Um, possibly as you say against Man City. But over two and a half goals and Leicester to win the match is 15 to 8. So that would be my selection for this one. Fancy a few goals kicking around and yeah. Leicester just to be too strong as the league positions would suggest. But Southampton, you, that, that West, West Brom performance was galling. It was really kind of alarm bells going off there. So um, I know it's a one-off game and all that against Leicester, but I just think Leicester will have too much for them. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the West Brom game as well. Um, I thought they were awful, yeah, <laughs> to be yeah. honest, whether they had one eye on the cup. But I don't think so. You'd think there was players there that were looking to state a case to get you know, a Wembley appearance, getting get in the, the semi-final, the, you know, getting their side. You know, you had like Redmond up front, who was keeping Che Adams on the bench, who obviously we've talked about previously. Yep. I'd be surprised if he's on the bench on Sunday, to be fair. Didn't get any service, did no. he? James Ward-Prowse wasn't on it. Obviously, missed the penalty towards the end. Uh, and they just looked disjointed, and, and, and West Brom really kind of tore them apart, I suppose. I mean, and, 
could probably had more than the, the three they Definitely, got. Definitely, they could have had more. Ward Prowse shouldn't really be on the penalties. He's missed, I think he's missed 50% of what he's been taking recently on the penalties. Yeah. So he's, he's better when, when they move it back a bit, isn't he? About another seven or eight yards further back and he's probably got more oh, chance of... Uh, right. He's going away with the free kicks, yeah. But <laughs> Ralph, the manager, really needs to kind of get a new penalty taker on there in case it... You know, Cross yeah. particularly last weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if uh, Ings was on the pitch and he'd be taking that, but uh, yeah, I think he's uh, probably had his last chance there. I think so. OJWP. I think so. Yeah, and that, mate, they're on a terrible run of form, aren't they? Southampton. They've won two in their last fourteen yeah. in in the in the Premier League, uh, and that's winning two, drawing one, losing eleven. Um, Thirteen goals scored, thirty-seven conceded. Although the nine-nil Old Trafford's in there, so that skews it a little bit, but it still isn't pretty. Um, and and made, they paid four of the bottom five in that run and lost three of them. Um, and the only win from that was uh, beating Sheffield United. And they won at Burnley recently, didn't they? Then just before the West Brom game, but didn't kick on at all from that. And uh, and so losing losing three 0 at, at West Brom was a was a was a poor show. So I'm I'm with you, mate. I make Leicester comfortable winners of this one. Um, they they won recently at the King Power. Um, that was 2-0, and I think that was um, you know, a pretty straightforward win. That was in January. I think they're the stronger side. They've obviously had some players being naughty boys this last week yeah. or so. You'd imagine them coming back again with a point to prove if they're given the chance. Um, so could actually do them a favour as far as their FA Cup side's concerned. I think they might well have a stronger lineup than what they've had in the last you know couple of weeks um, with these players coming back in. So... I'm, I'm sorry, mate, I'll make you right. I had Leicester written down here that, that you know, to win outright. Shade under evens have actually tipped them up in Team CBK. That's, I got on that quite early. Um, uh, you know, when it was even money, that's, that was just a, that was just looked a standout price to me. You know, you look at Southampton's route to the, the semi-final, it's not been, it's not been difficult. You know, they've, they've not really played many, many strong sides at all. Um, they had Arsenal when they, Arsenal weren't firing. They had Wolves when Wolves rested virtually their entire first eleven because they were playing each other again two days later and they prioritised the league. Um, they had Shrewsbury early on and they had Bournemouth in the quarterfinals. So nothing really. That you know, probably Arsenal would be the only one that you'd say that there was a, you know, a, a tough one to get past. But um, I mean, def- as you've gone for Leicester defensively, sorry, Southampton. They're not they're not doing clean sheets righty at all. I think their only clean sheet I can see has been against Sheffield United. Um, e- even this yeah. calendar year, I think they've hardly had a, a clean sheet in the league, apart from the Sheffield United one. They're losing, they're leaking goals basically every game in the league. So I, do, I, do, yeah. I don't think Leicester Leicester must be a strong fancy. I'm, I'm kind of thinking, you know, as you say, Leicester to win in ninety minutes is a good shout. But uh, as I say, I think there'll be a few goals, but mainly Le- I can't see past Leicester. You know. You know, getting past Southampton no. to win the final, you know. No, so my my other bet, um, because I put two down just in case you did go down the Leicester route, and uh, my other bet is uh, Ian Acho to score at any time, and uh, he's available at two point five, so six to four, and you can get that with Sky, Unibet, or Bet Victor. He's been on fire recently. We mentioned him. I think you mentioned him yeah. last week, potentially yeah. the week before. Um, in cracking form at the moment for Leicester. Yeah. Um, Will. He's kind of doing what Jamie Vardy's been doing, really. He's, he's sort of carried their scoring threat of, of recent weeks. Yeah, he, he bagged one last week. He's kind of looking the main man between the two at the moment, which Vardy's, he is. Vardy's went off the boil or whether he's getting, you know, his age is finally catching up with him because he's been some player, Vardy, hasn't he? And you, you forget, you know, the actual age yeah. he is. But uh, 
Ehe Nacho's certainly set, scoring almost every game just now. So, as you say, you'd expect them to, to be hungry for one at the weekend again. Yeah, yeah. So, he scored two at the weekend against West Ham. He'd had a, a little, um, you know, he didn't score against Man City, but there's no major dramas there. He scored two in the, in the game in the last round against Man United. He scored a hat-trick in that 5-0 win against Sheffield United, and he scored in both league games prior to that against Brighton and Burnley. So, that's nine goals um, in, in his last six league games. Oh, sorry, his last six club games. So, that's, he's, he's a man on fire at the moment. So, I say 2.5. That was my bet, in case you go for Leicester. I really fancy Leicester. But um, you've got that. So, I'll, I'll take Ian Acho to get on the score sheet at, at 2.5. Good stuff. Right, cool. Right, that's that boxed off. So, Jerry, really look forward to this point of the podcast. I'm going to hand over to you uh, to get your best bets of, of the weekend. So, after you, you, you came down south and pillaged in England <laughs> last week. Are, are, you, are you back for more? No, or are you going to stay north? I've not really delved into English, the English leagues this week. I've just um, I've, I've, I've went for four selections in Scotland, righty. Um, two, two, Good. Cup, two, <laughs> two cup matches and two. League Two selections, you'll be glad to know. Um, I love it. I love it. Dumbarton are back in my good books, by the way. After last night, keep a clean sheet against uh, against Clive. So uh, that's fine. They're, they're back. They, in really, the they really are a great team to follow for you know unders. You know the unders just follow them. Apart from one a one off game, really. You know they've been doing it. Every, they're, they're good defensively, and the manager just looks to play set plays. And that's exactly what he did. Free kick into the box, and he's. Uh, one of his midfielders got a header on the end of it, so he's quite route one, you know. Yeah. The goalkeeper actually takes free kicks from the edge of his own box, and the centre half's actually got for the, those free kicks. So yeah, that's the way the Martin Rock. But uh, yeah, they're worth falling for the nice. unders. Nice. But um, I'll... yeah, well, well, I, so I got stung by them as we know a couple of weeks ago. But like we said, once you once you find a bet, it doesn't necessarily mean that you got to write it off just because it, you know, that lost in injury time. But since then. Two two one nil um, score lines, a one nil win and a one nil loss, and uh, you know you, you're well in because that was even that was better. That was two point two yesterday. Both teams to score yeah. no in, in Clyde. And I know Clyde got the worst defence. I'm taking over from from your Scottish team. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't do, uh, but the worst defence, worst defence in the league, wasn't it? I think which is possibly why it spiked the spiked the um, the odds. But um, I couldn't turn that down, and uh, and uh, yeah, didn't have a shot on target, so it was pretty comfortable in the end. To be fair, but anyway. Enough of that. Let's get on with what, what you're fan for. It's four tasty bets. I'm looking forward to it. We'll start off with a couple of league selections and we're going to start off who, who we normally start off with, Queen's Park. Um, yeah. I feel a wee bit... I was worried for a minute. <laughs> well, I've been kind of toying with it all week, obviously back to in midweek, but I flagged up immediately on Twitter. They opened up at 6-4 to four to win away at Edinburgh City Saturday lunchtime. Um, yeah. tomorrow and uh, 11 to 8 for over 1.5 goals so those prices were quite juicy and I think um, a few people get stuck in there since then you know based on them winning in midweek we're only winning 1-0 but if you actually watch the highlights they missed two or three fantastic chances a couple right at the end of sitter and one that hit the bar so they, they should have really been scoring two and three against Annan since yeah. then Edinburgh City played Breakin in midweek who I'm going to touch on in a bit as well Edinburgh City won two one, but Edinburgh City picked up another early injury. They've actually got you know you're talking five and six players you know on the the treatment table at the moment. Queens Park have been quite heavily backed. They're now kind of forty five to win the game. I'm still going to flat. It seems kind of a bit 
alien to do that. You know, I've tipped them up at 64. Maybe. I'm, for the pod, I'm still going to tip them up to win at 45, basically because Queen's Park themselves picked up a bad injury the other night there. Jai Katongo, their wide right midfield guy that gets a lot of the cross in the box, he got a bad injury. But, you know, in, whereas Queen, Queen's Park could cope with four or five injuries to their squad, Edinburgh City, I don't think, will cope as, as well. So I can see why the money's really came for Queen's Park in the last few days. Edinburgh City manager, uh, Gary Naismith, he's been sort of bemoaning, you know, the all the games and obviously they've got a few walking wounded, etc. So Queen's Park, I think, can still be backed at 45. I expect them to do the business. There is a gulf between them and the rest. Although Edinburgh City, the, the Gods compilers will look at where Edinburgh City are in the league second. And, you know, price it up, you know, according to that. But I think Queen's Park will still do the business here. They'll still be too strong. They'll still get too many options in forward areas. So still expecting to do the business tomorrow lunchtime. So 45, that is. 45, yeah. you can get that with Bet Victor or Bet Fred. But it is a wee bit shorter again in some places. But I don't usually like putting that many a shade of odds on. But uh, I think Queen's Park will make the exception there, right? I think we should do, yeah. And I've noted it down, 35 minutes, so we can we can flag out, you know, the Queen's Park followers that are now just looking for the, the weekly fix of Queen's Park analysis can uh, go straight to that point in the podcast, 35 minutes in. So good stuff. But no, I, I picked up Queen's Park during the week. And like you said, <coughs> you, you kind of have to try and, you know, tiptoe around which angle yeah. you're going to take. And I, I was lucky enough, I went with half-time, yeah. full-time. At decent price as well during yeah. the week, um, and and I say it could have been like, scoring both halves, my, or wins my, in the my end, main, and, you know, all that. My main bets were geared up in midweek for them leading at half time because they are such a good first half team, Queens Park, and uh, you know for them leading at half time was almost even money to bet I put on. So I was quite, you know, the yeah, the, the bets had landed at half time for me really, and you know um, the, the pressure was off kind of thing. The next game I'm going to go to Jackus mm. in League Two as well. Um, it's Annan against Brecon City. Brecon City put up a good performance in midweek, as I just touched on. They were um, they were one each at half time with Edinburgh City. They, they eventually lost two one, tired a wee bit in the second half. But um, Brecon, yeah. since the resumption, they actually have signed. I touched on it in the pod a few weeks ago. They've signed you know three or four players just to beef up their squad a wee bit, and they have improved. I had um, Brecon have actually in the last four games. They've scored in all four games. That sounds no big deal, but when you see how bad Brecon were early in the season, it is a big deal for them, actually, to score in four consecutive matches. Yeah. The interesting thing here, though, right, is they've scored in the first half of the last four games. So there are minutes that they've been scoring in. the 29th minute, the 12th minute, 36th minute, and the 14th minute. So they're, they're pretty damn good in the first half of games recently, Brecon. They're scoring a goal in the last four first halves. Now, let's move on to Annan now. Annan got beat uh, there from Queen's Park in midweek. Annan have only scored in three of the last eight home... Uh, sorry, three in the last eight league games. The the last home win was in February 2020. And... <laughs> which is eight, eight games. They've went eight games at home. But 2020 was their last win, which was nine games ago at home. And they've no actual win in the league in, in total in 11 games this season. The last 11 games have no win. So if you look at the prices, they're pretty short odds on favourites, Annan, to win this game. 
the angle I'm going to get in, though, do we, do we bring the... I mean, Breakin are available. I wouldn't put MD off having a wee tickle at 4-1 to or 92 on Breakin's speculative point. But the angle I'm going to get in is because Breakin are scoring in the first half, I've had a look at the alternative first-half Asian markets, and you can get 3.1 on Breakin on the alternative first-half Asian markets, or 21-10 in old money, 3.1. Uh, for breaking, you know, to be leading at half time. So, in effect, if it's, it's a rot half time, you're getting your draw no bet, really, you're getting your money back on that. So, that's the angle I quite like for that one, righty. Stunning. Yeah. Great, great insight there, mate. I love that. Love that. Pick, picking those stats apart to find a beauty. Aye, I mean, it's breaking, and I'll touch on another team in that league as well that have, have improved in the last four or five, six weeks, but the bookmakers aren't, haven't really clicked onto it yet. But uh, certainly breaking are a wee bit better than the odds suggest. Annan um, shouldn't be going off at that price based on not winning at home since February 2020. So no. it'll just be interesting to see how that one pans out, especially in the first half. It's definitely one of those prices that Annan don't justify. It's effectively exactly. a price for how poor Breakin are rather than, than how good Annan are. And, uh, and as you say, the stats actually don't don't back that up in any way, shape or form. So, yeah, no, you're 100% right that, with that rate. Um, next game on to the Scottish Cup now. Um, my main fancy for the Scottish Cup is Hibs are playing Stranraer, who have had a heavy, heavy schedule. Although they had a very nice win last night, as you know. Um, <laughs> oh, <they did. laughs> Hibs are on a different level, though, to, to Stranraer. They're, they're third in the league. They're going to finish third in the league. Um, Stranraer are going to have the work cut out. You know, they've been obviously a League Two team, um, three, three tiers below the, the, the Premiership. Hibs in the last round at Queen of the South, he played, he's, apart from the goalkeeper who was coming back for international duty with Israel. He played his, his top team, Jack Ross, uh, away to Queen of the South in the last round of the Cup. And uh, they were quite professional, quite business-like. They got the job done quite early against Queen of the South, banged in three goals pretty quick. So yeah. my bet for this one, I'm fancying Hibs over two and a half goals. I'm, I'm actually going to put it in a bet builder because it was available at five to six early in the week, which I've had a little thing. It's in at 45 now for that bet. But putting it in a bet builder, we're over four corners. And for Hibs to win the match and over two and a half goals, you're getting 20 to 23, which is as close to even one as you can get, really. So quite fancy Hibs to go over yeah. two and a half goals in that one. If you chuck in over four match corners and for Hibs to win the match, obviously, uh, you get 20 to 23 on about 3-6-5 bet builder. But as I say, Hibs, the Hibs have got a good draw. If they win that, they're at home in the quarter final to probably Motherwell. Motherwell or Morton, but it'll probably be Motherwell. So they, they, they're eyeing up another yeah. Hamden appearance. I, was, I reckon they get, get to the semi final at least there, Hibs. So I think he's going to play his top team. He's targeting yeah. this as a bit of silverware that Hibs could possibly. With Celtic or Rangers, one of them's going to go out on Sunday anyway. So there could be the, you know a good chance yeah. to get the final this year for the likes of Hibs being the third best team in the league. So I quite fancy that one. Yeah, yeah. And as you say, Stranraer playing last night, um, although it was a comfortable yeah. win for them. Obviously not but Hibs' attitude in the last round was quite impressive, so I thought if they can do that to Queen of South, who are two two levels above Stranraer, I think they can definitely bang in a few goals against Stranraer. Yeah. And uh, St Johnston are at home to Clyde. Clyde have had one of those really hectic schedules, as you know. Um, St Johnston, similar. St Johnston yeah. to score over two goals is five to six. 
um, with about three six five. Um, so St Johnson, I think, should should have enough firepower. They're pretty solid at the back, St Johnson. So it's just a case of how many goals they probably want to bag against Clyde. Clyde, will, you know, been you know struggling League One side. St Johnson should be able to take care of them quite comfortably. So you'd expect St Johnson to be able to bang in a few goals. Yes, so over two and a half goals at five to six should have a good chance of coming up there. That's a game tomorrow. So. Um... Quick, quick turnaround. It has a very Clyde. quick turnaround for Clyde, yeah. So you would think they're they're, they're going to be sort of pushed to the limits, you know. So I'll be a wee bit knackered there. So St Johnson have had a lovely week's break. So um, I would imagine Callum, they've already got yeah. the League Cup. You should point that out. They've already got the League Cup in their trophy room, St Johnson. So I'm sure that's given them a taster to get the job done here against Clyde as quick as possible. So the goals oh. must have. A, I think there is quite a. F- there'll be a few guys that have put four or five different games on similar themes with the Scottish. Cup this weekend, fourteen. You know, bets that I've suggested there with Hibs and St Johnson to get past the, you know, to reach the three gold threshold. I think there'll be a few accumulators with maybe four or five games similar. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and your boys have. Yeah, yeah. I'm just because Kilmarnock backfired on me a little bit last week. You know, leading lead tight <laughs> twice against Ross County. I've kind of left that one out, but um, Montrose obviously took a hammer in against Party Thistle. Um, the other night there so Kilmarnock you'd expect they're one of the ones yeah. I'm kind of hinting at for an accumulator if, you, if you're doing something yeah. for a tenner and try to get 100 quid or whatever um, I wouldn't pay anybody off there as well yeah. Cool lovely so there we go so uh, and what's your, what's your top pick out of those four Jerry? Queen's Park? Queen's Park or Hibs are like quite equally the, the price has gone a little bit with Queen's Park but I still would still fancy them to win but Probably, you know, probably Hibs would be my main bet. I think over two and a half goals, um, yeah. over four corners in a match, Hibs to win, you're getting 20 to 23. So, yeah. Perfect. Okay, nice one. Good stuff. Lovely. Thank you very much for those, as always, mate. Uh, so I love hearing your insights on that and finding out those extra bits of details that, um, that just a glance over the fixtures or even a, a, a quick delve into the stats don't reveal. And I, I really loved that one, uh, let's say, with the, with the Ann and Breakin, uh game and, uh, and, and the Breakin stats as far as their first half goals are concerned. So top man, fantastic as always. Um, for, for my best bet, just obviously going to pick out my one best bet of the weekend. Um, I've, I've, I've tipped this one up already. Um, we've been here before, to be honest. It's Sheffield United, um, and and focusing on the one table that they they are top in this season, which is their booking points. Certainly not the actual Premier League points table where they're rock bottom. Of course, they visit Wolves this Saturday, um, and probably more importantly, Adama Traore's Wolves. Um, we know it's been a dismal season for the Blades. Paul Heckenbottom is kind of season, seeing this season out. And, you know, I think it's, it's a bit of a sad state of affairs. It's, it's disappointing to watch it because given how they attacked it last season um, and, and how they went about win, you know, doing so well last season, I think finishing ninth in the end. Um, but, you know, they've, they've really just kind of fallen apart this season. Uh, as I said, the book booking points is the bet that I'm looking at here and, and the crazy stat that I've been monitoring uh, for, for pretty much the whole of the second half of the season is their booking points away from home. They've had 15 away games and so far they've picked up more booking points than their opponents in 14 of those. So that's 93%. So just the one which was away at Manchester United 
where they had one card apiece. It was an injury time card for United that even ruined that one. So their last nine away games and read five yellows and one red, then two yellows, three yellows, then one, then three, then two, then two, then two, then two. Um, you can get 20 plus booking points for Sheffield United at even money, 2.0, which as you've been kind of seen from that they've hit in all their last five away games and in eight of their last 10 away games um wolves have been a bit cardy at home so that's why i've gone away from the most booking points just in case wolves have got the you know the odd player that can that can pick up a card um they've gone 20 plus booking points in seven of their um 10 home games or 10 last 10 home games um and they've picked um most booking points in um, four of the last ten uh, and in two of the last five. So I've just been wary of going against that. Um, Sheffield United picked up 20-plus in each of the last five head-to-heads. So obviously including the first um, game of the season when they got 20-plus uh, against Wolves. The rest not prolific, which kind of put me off a little bit um, and again kind of edging me towards the most booking points. Um, but I just think the stats show and that, that run of nine aways where, where all by one they've picked up um, at least two cautions um, means that I'm going to go down that route. Rob Jones is the ref. Um, he's not prolific, but like I said, there's been a lot more lenient refs than him this season that have found reason to caution Sheffield United at least twice. So he did I'm produce a red it. card for Phil Jagielka recently, that referee, Rob Jones. So he did. Yeah, he did. He has previous, got a little bit yeah. of form. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so again, for that reason, um, um, you know, I think with Adama flying at the moment, he's picked his form up a bit. I think that you know, there's a chance that you know they'll they'll pick up a couple against him. But they've been prolific on the card front this season, and uh, I, I think even money, I'm going to go with um, twenty plus booking points uh, as in my. In fact, he's two. He's two Sheffield United matches. A ref one in February and one in March. There was a red card in both games. Uh, one one was a cup, yeah. one was a cup tie against yeah, Bristol right. City. So. Yeah, he's, if you if you get another red card, you're home. Let's get futurated. That's it. Done, dusted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I think I just I was I, I, last night. I was going which way do I go, and um, I ended up right. going with the twenty plus because I've, I've I've said to myself in the past if there's a toss up between the two, yeah. go with a twenty plus because. You'd, you'd hate to see like you know, sort of three yeah. cards each sort of thing and uh, and, and you know, pick up a win just for the most booking points. I think control what you can control and that's Sounds definitely how I pick it up cards. We can't so much control what Will's going to do. So, yeah, um, yeah, it, it was, they, were, they were very close. I think um, it was 11 to 10 um, for most booking points. So I wasn't inclined to play both, actually, to be fair, and split a stake over, over them. But... I'm thinking that there's a more than a fair chance that Sheffield United Definitely will pick up 20 plus. So uh, that's what I left, went with. That sounds good. Cool. So as you said last last week, we were close with our long shots. Well, I hit mine, and you were very close with yours. So a little bit of form on the long shots. What have you got for us this week? Get into Eric? week two in Scotland, right? Um, Albion Rovers are away to Elgin. Albion Rovers are very similar to Breakin that they've added to their squad in the last four, five, six weeks. But the, the bookmakers haven't really reacted to that. They're unbeaten in the last three aways, um, Albion Rovers, in the last six matches, impressively, for, for for being a kind of bottom two team with breaking early in the season. In the last six matches, Albion Rovers have only lost to Queen's Park. 
in the last six. So that that's exactly what everybody else does. So um, that's pretty impressive. Um, they're away to Elgin. Elgin have just lost back to back to Stenhouse Muir and Cowdenbeath, who would be kind of bottom half teams in League Two. So Elgin, although they've traditionally always been pretty good at home, I think that's what the bookmakers will be setting the odds on. Um, Albion Rovers have improved, you know, quite markedly in the last month or so. So they're available at six to one. I'm going to double them with Breakin, who I touched on earlier on in the Annan match outright. So you can get thirty-four to one with a Betfair Sportsbook oh. on the double with A2. It's quite speculative. It might not come off, but it's two teams that are getting underrated with the bookies, and they're playing two teams, question marks against the man and Elgin in, on current form. Annan are hardly scoring at all, and Elgin have just had two bad defeats against two teams that ain't the best in League 2. So if you fling them in as a double, you get 30-41 with Betfair Sportsbook. Worth a wee tickle that for some loose changes, you would say. <laughs> Certainly right, yeah, definitely. Good stuff. I like it. I like it. Very nice and good reasoning. So uh, let's see what I found this week. Well, I'm going to return to the FA Cup. I'm going to see if you can guess where I'm going here, Jerry, because you don't know what I've picked out as yet. And um, I'm going to go for that Chelsea versus Man City clash. And I'm going to go for a goal scorer. Okay, so the clues are there. Um, this player has had ten shots in his last seven games. Three on target, scoring twice. He's a total of four goals in 19 games this season. That's a goal every 427.5 minutes. He's not prolific, but he still knows where the goal is. One every 4.75 games. He's not a striker. Now, he's 12 to 1 to score any time. But as we said, this should be a tight game and possibly decided only by one goal. Bit of magic, Kevin De Bruyne's got a fantastic record against Chelsea, seeing him scoring in most of the last games that they've played, <laughs> but it's not him. <laughs> be not surprised to find out. It could be a set piece. Right. Now that's where I'm thinking. And this player has been quoted as low as 16 to 1 to score the last goal of the game. Now I'm going last goal just in case there is more than one and we're going to stay in it until the end but I'm thinking it could well be a 1-0. So last yeah, would be yeah. first, you see what I'm doing. So he's 16 to 1 elsewhere but Bet365 has got him priced up at 40 to 1. 4 is zero it, can to I 1. Guess? Can I guess? Who is, is he? It, is it, is it, you is can it guess Jim her. Storms? Your hand's up in the air. <laughs> Bingo! I wish I had a, a, a ting or something like that. It is correct. Ting! Yeah. John Stones to be the last goal scorer is my long shot of the weekend. 40 to 1, I yeah, think, it's is overpriced. Nice I can, I think, yeah. when, when you don't think there's going to be many goals, I've done that myself. I think I did it with Lewis Ferguson for Aberdeen early in the season. So, if you're not thinking there's going to be a yeah. lot of goals, that's that's a good route to go, isn't it? Yeah, that's, um, I've yeah. got it as being a 1-0 either way. Um and I think Stones has been been threatening. He had four shots last weekend, um, and he had another one during the week, um, which was blocked, I think, on route to goal. But um, although it got paid out on shot on target, I'm not going to tell you how I know that. Um, but he, uh, yeah, I think like 16 to one. I'd probably, I'd probably say maybe 20 to one, something like that. Like I say, he scored it virtually, well, just under yeah. every five games this season. Um, and I say you can take a slightly more cautious approach and you can get 12 to 1 for him to score at any time 
Um, but we're not in it for that, are we? Cautious approach. <laughs> um, 40 to 1, I think, is just overpriced. And uh, in a game like that, yeah, it's a, it could be a set piece that, that wins it. So that's going to get my long shot stamp on my it for the weekend. I'm sticking my fiver on it, Jack, as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you couldn't multitask. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Good stuff. Great. Wait, fantastic. That's wrapped us up for the week. Great stuff. And um, mate, I did post a little Twitter competition yesterday um, before we go. So there is still time for people to get involved in that if they want to. Um, I basically um, to give away a free place in our premium group and the Team CBK premium group, or if they preferred a £10 free bet. I have put a little competition on Twitter so people can see, so you can still enter up until um, midnight tonight. And the, basically the, the bet was, or the, the, the competition was to put your bet of the weekend. Um, and uh, the highest odds winner will, will win. And we've had a, a few people comment. I'll, I'll read a couple out to you, see what your instant reactions on it are. Um, we've got, Portsmouth to win from Martin. Uh, that's at 2.45. We'll bet 365. Um, we've got, uh, oh, here's, here's one for you. Um, Rangers versus Celtic. Alfredo Morelles to score first and Rangers to win 2 1 at yeah, 35 to 1. I'd, I'd probably be inclined about trying to find odds on... I, mean, I, I thought there was a card coming there myself, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah well, when I first saw it, that's from Gaz. Gaz tweets, and he did. So that's what he's going for there, 35 to 1. But yeah, I think that's a not a bad little bet. Um, we've got um, at RB150282 has gone for West Ham to have 20 shots versus Newcastle at 12 to 1 with Skybet. Is that Bet. just Jesse Lingard himself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah possibly so and uh, just the last one i'm just going to pick out which is from hugh c um and he's gone for the idea that no one's going to pick a winner so he's played it safe um and he's gone for an over 0.5 goal line uh man city at 1.04 so he's thinking that no one else is going to get it right and he'll, right. he'll claim it with a safe bet <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, an interesting tactic. <laughs> but we'll see. Like I said, if you fancy getting involved in that, that gives you the opportunity to uh, to claim a place in our premium premium group. Having a good April at the moment, 154 units up um, with max stakes of uh, three units a bet. So not bad. And if you don't want that, um, want to fly solo and do your own thing, then I'm offering a free £10 bet. So uh, you can stick it on what the hell you like. But there we go. That's that. So, mate, thanks a lot. That's wrapped up for the week. Um, a lot covered there again, but really appreciate your, your, your joining me today. I know you're a very busy man today. So Cheers, Ray, to all the best. Good luck with your bets. Yeah, good luck to everyone's bets and to yours, Jerry. 